John O'Ben and Sharon. It's the Edge, John O'Ben and Sharon, Friday afternoon. Great to have you with us. It is fantastic to have you along as we head into a weekend. And uh, if you're smart and you're one of these people who planned... Not us. Not us. You've taken Monday off. You're, 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 you're heading into a four-day bonanza. That's such a good play oh, for one just, day in your leave. I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of those people that forecasts, looks ahead at the calendar no. and goes, how can I play these public holidays to my advantage? Well, we're here, and we're here this afternoon with a great show. We've got Paul Ego from Seven Days. It's back tonight. We've got the Foo Fighters on the show as well. We have? Why are you looking at me like that? When did you speak to the Foo Fighters, Peter? <laughs> it's not important when we spoke to the Foo Fighters. The important thing is we've got the Foo Fighters on the show ahead of their concert on Saturday night. I know before the show started, Ben's like, hey, I'm going to say that we've got the Foo Fighters. Well, we have. Oh, we we've got an interview with us I mean, and the Foo Fighters. Uh, he's not lying. He wouldn't be found guilty in a court of law, but you'd walk out of that court with the verdict and a big taste of disappointment in your mouth. <laughs> well, we're talking to us. Just maybe not currently today while we're in New Zealand. Uh, next, though, scientists overnight, they've done something remarkable. This is a huge leap for humankind. You told me about this today. Mm. Now, I haven't heard the audio evidence. I, w- I thought I'd wait to live on the radio, but yeah. I can't wait. I-, I don't know why you would bother doing it, but it's amazing that they have bothered doing it, and we'll tell you what it is next. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Big news today. Jono, you've come to work very excited. Well, it's from the wacky news department, Ben. Uh, you know I'm a sucker. Very soft spot in my heart for wacky news. Now, uh, you told me about this, and I was like, please don't play me it until we're live on the radio. Yeah, so uh, French scientists have taught an orca whale how to speak English. Now, I'm going to play you some of this. This is... this. I'm so, gonna... it, when you said overnight, well, did they teach them overnight? Like no, no, just... the, the, the scientists, they've been working for months. Okay, they've right. been working for months. Sleepless, sleepless <laughs> nights and days teaching an orca whale how to speak Why? English. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but have a li- Are you ready? <laughs> so, this is an orca... This is legit. This is an orca whale speaking English. Okay. Listen again to Waiki, a 16-year-old orca imitating her trainers. Hello. Hello. She uses her blowhole to make sounds she's been taught and memorised, including names. Amy. And they say numbers. One, two, three. Now, I don't want to... I don't want to rip away the fantastic work of these French scientists. But you... That whale's not speaking. Making, making noise. noise. Yeah. It's just making noise. Listen again to Waiki. Hello? Hello? Quite, quite a good range, and why are, the, why are the French scientists speaking the whale out to speak English? Why isn't the whale going, Bonjour! Je m'appelle... Yeah, you would have thought maybe French would have been the language to teach the whale. You, th- you would think? Mm. You would think, Ben. This story has left more more questions than answers for me. It is a whale of a tale, but uh, oh, I don't know the edge is the phone number. We want to play a wee game this afternoon. You call us up and you just make an animal noise or get an animal to make a noise. Yeah, the game is, are we talking to an animal or a human? Yesterday, we had a lady who could do an amazing more pork impersonation. Oh, so what is that? A moor pork? I was sitting in my car, parked in town doing this. So you can make that noise, the moor pork? Yeah. So she was using the gangly part of her throat there to make the moor pork. That was very impressive. So the game is, we figured that this very talented audience, you call up, you don't 
If you're a human, you don't say any words. You just make your animal noise. But if you're an animal, you're welcome to just talk to us at the start. Exactly. <laughs> We'd like to get the uh, formalities out of the way with all animals. So you just make your noise, and Ben and me have to guess whether we are speaking to an animal or a human. Is it an animal or a human? Sorry, I didn't really get the memo about the song there. So. <laughs> no, I was going to, you joined in at the end, which is oh, nice. Yeah. So it was lovely to have your support in that last, the final dash. Okay, we're just going to go to the phones. Animal or human? Ben and me have to guess. Go. Ooh. I started off with animal, but then the little... Are you, are you locking in human? I'm, I'm locking in human. We're, we're, we're locking in human, Eddie. <laughs> yeah. It's a human. Oh, it's a human, yeah. or, it's a, or it's a dog that can speak English. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was good though. Animal or human? New game show sweeping the nation. Take it away. <laughs> I'm gonna go animal. Yeah, I'm gonna, are you gonna lucky animal? Definitely an animal. Yeah. <laughs> it's a human. Oh, Catherine. <laughs> Yeah, you got us. You got us a butte. Thank you very much. It's animal or human. Ben and me have to guess uh, whether we're talking to an animal or a human. All right. No. Can I just say what let you down? <laughs> what let you down, as you said? Uh, well, not the animal noise. Not yeah. the, the animal noise is fantastic, but before the animals, you were like... Yeah, right. <laughs> Unless you we talk- didn't say, oh, yeah, go. It's very good. It is, it is good. It's a good, but I'm going to lock in human. <laughs> no, that's all good, mate. <laughs> a good game show, eh? Oh, very good game Notice no animals phoned up this time. <laughs> Suspicious. You must have done something to offend the animals in a past show, Ben. Probably have. Yeah, we've lost them. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Producer Dan is with us in the studio right now because he is very, very excited. You might have heard it this morning on The Breakfast Show, uh, Don, Megan, Randall. Um, Dan, one of your idols is coming to New Zealand. Yeah, the beautiful, the talented, the great Celine Dion. Now, the thing I find, I find interesting about Dan, producer Dan, huge motorsport fan, you mm. know, a motorsport bogan, mm. but also the world's biggest Celine Dion fan. You would yeah. not find another human being on the face of the earth who loves V8 supercars and Celine Dion equally, yeah. would well, you? Here he is. He's the one and only. <laughs> yeah. What went wrong in your childhood? Well... My dad liked V8 supercars. My, my mum likes Celine, Celine Dion. Dion. <laughs> so you can't do next V8 event. Yeah. We're going to send you out there, and mm. you're not allowed. To, you have to stay until you find a fan of yeah. both. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's one other. I'm I mean, sure you've gone to other. Las Vegas to see Celine Dion mm. before, haven't you? I have, and also you, been you to dragged Sydney. your friends along, and they didn't want to go no, with you. I went by myself. Spent three hundred dollars <laughs> on a ticket, and you cri- you cried, and that was last year because I thought she'd never come to New Zealand. I cried, bawled my eyes out. And she's coming here <laughs> now. So I wasted $300. I could have just, but, you know, it's not a waste, mm. is it? But I, you know what? I want to try and meet her this time when she comes to New Zealand. She's coming to my doorstep, so I'm going to try and pull some strings. Well, we have said that Dan does have the musical taste of a menopausal housewife. Yeah. We've said that before. And so we want to do a bit of a challenge. We're going to put our jobs on the line here. Mm. Celine Dion, traditionally not an artist that it been you or me like or uh, you all would play on the Edge mm. radio station. Mm. So uh, Ryan, our boss, the big boss, um, he is not here at the moment. He's been getting up early and uh, coming in for the breakfast show, hasn't he? He got quite heated this morning, didn't he? Yeah. Um, when you were talking about Celine Dion and playing a little bit of the song yeah. on the breakfast show. Hey, <laughs> I 
our boss Roydog, he's gonna be he's gonna have the shuts. Mate, this is atrocious. What mate, is going on in here? Uh, mate, our, our slogan, our positioning statement is the, is the edge, all the concerts. What part of all don't you understand? <laughs> so there you go. Ryan's not happy. He's not a fan of Celine, uh, especially on the edge. So what we've decided to do, uh, he's not here at the moment. I'm gathering he's at home. How much does our boss listen to the radio? We're going to start playing our Celine Dion song. We're not going to stop until he calls up. That's the idea. Do you think we should do it? Because we're going to put our jobs on the line here. We might get through the whole song. He might not call because he's been up at like 4.30 to be part of the breakfast show. Oh, 800 The Edge, three calls to rule them all. If uh, three calls or two out of the three calls say, yes, we'll do it, we'll start playing Celine Dion and we won't stop until Ryan calls. But do realise that we have to play Celine Dion on the radio, though, Mm. to do this. This is true. Morgana, welcome to the programme. Good to have you on, matey. Yes or no to uh, playing Celine? Absolutely, yes. Ooh, yes. There's one. There's a one. I love you, Morgan. Like, the prank side of me loves it, but also the musical side of me doesn't. Mm. I defy anyone <laughs> to not like Celine Dion. They're always, they, they yeah. say they don't. Also, the repayment of your mortgage side of you says <laughs> <laughs> a bad idea. Tian, yes or no to uh, beginning the Celine Dion effort? Yeah, man. Hard out. Yeah, hard, hard out. out. Hard no out. one has ever said Celine Dion and hard out in the same sentence. I don't, I don't know if these are Celine fans or fans that want to get us off this radio station. Yeah. Okay, that was two out of the three calls. Yeah. Celine Dion shall begin. He has the hotline number, Ryan, our boss, if he yeah. rings on that. Yep. We'll stop the song. <laughs> You've gone with a classic from time. This is a, this is a great song. Yeah, well. My heart will go on. Our jobs might not go on, <laughs> but at least our hearts will. Take it away, Celine. Yes, Celine Dion on the edge. Every night in my dreams, I see you, I feel you. That is how I know you go on. Call whenever you want, Ryan. Cross <laughs> <laughs> the Between us, we're gonna get to the end of the song, you know. We are, oh my god, you must be loving this, Dan. It's gone. Oh, thank goodness. And I'll see you guys on Monday. Yes, you're working on Monday, and yes, there is a meeting. Oh, now. okay. Thank well, you very much. Well, you sound like you're in the middle of a half marathon or something. <laughs> oh, well, I, I've never had to run so fast to pick up my mobile, which I left to the other end of the building. His heart may not go on, Ryan, the boss. It's, it's very wheezy. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Okay, it's time for uh, Ben. You want to, we used to call this the better bits of the week. You're, uh, you're opting for a rebrand. Well, before we uh, were on the station, it was the cream of the crap. Mm. I think that's probably a better name than the better bits of the week. 
don't you? If you hang up on the name, okay, we'll call it the cream of the crap. Oh, I don't know. It just feels like, you know, like it feels like we're, we're, we're ranking ourselves okay. a little highly. All right. How about Dan, but, producer Dan trawls through all the unfunny bits of the show? To pick out some stuff that may be a little bit... It's a bit long, <laughs> but it's, it's a bit like, like it's it'll catch on. It rolls off. <laughs> we kick things off this week with a call we made to my grandma on Monday, and I instantly regretted giving John and Ben her number. Here's why. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you all today? Hot. Hot, isn't it? Hot. Hot like my grandson, Dan. Yes. He's <laughs> around. I don't know why all the Sheilas aren't chasing him, eh? They are. Can you say that? Can you say that? What, what are we listening to right now? I don't know if you remember the time I told you how she saw my bits and pieces, John. I remember that time. Over time. New Year's. Oh, 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 yeah. I, I remember that. It was lovely. <laughs> He's a big boy, my dad. <laughs> Also this week, we had Ty in the studio. He's the guy that got the tattoo of Jono and Ben on his arm. And while he was in there chatting to the boys, Ben thought it'd be a good idea to bring up the fact that he thinks Jono wearing singlets in the studio is unprofessional. I just think we could have some level of professionalism when the videos go out online mm. of our show. It looks shabby. <laughs> it looks shabby. Why? It's because I'm in a singlet. Yeah, it looks shabby. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ty, that you have to be... Ty's coming here. I'm sorry you have to be part of this. This seems like an, an obvious conversation. It does, actually. You've dragged Ty into this. Sorry, Ty. We'll talk about this on the car ride right of the way. Okay, okay we will okay. do. All right. Well, like every other married couple. On Wednesday, we decided to do an experiment. Can you out-honk a car horn? I went down to Ben's car and laid on the horn for as long as possible. That horn sounds as, as strong as ever. It's never going to stop. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> well, don't pull pin on. Well, mate, it's going to go on for ages. No, there's like, people no. looking at me. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> okay, is the stopping. horn one on this occasion? I'm stopping. I've stopped it. There we go. And before we fully end the horn madness, Ben, okay? Yeah. The, the horns may have stopped, but the horn stories live on. Don't they, Caroline? They certainly do. Just, I just want to get your initial thoughts on us pulling out of this. Oh, I think that's an absolute cop out. Cop I think out. that's the best segment ever. Best segment ever. <laughs> best <laughs> segment ever. You, you've got a um, you've got a story about your auntie in a horn. My aunt was sitting through what she decided was a very boring church service, and so she thought, well, I'll just sneak out. And she parked my grandmother, her mother's car, in the car park, and she was feeling new to driving, and so she fluffed it and crashed into one of the low walls in the car park which actually managed somehow to jam the horn on. But she's sitting there <laughs> cracking herself because she's trying to sneak out quietly. She knows she's going to get in trouble for not being in church anymore. Horn going, can't lose the car. That is God looking down going, I'm going to have some fun with this one. back in here, buddy. <laughs> and finally this week, we got talking about why your parents shouldn't be on social media. And I think this girl's story takes the cake. So I was going for a swim at my mum's place and she wanted to take some photos of us, us in the pool. So I thought it'd be quite cool to, you know, do the jumping through the air photo. As it happened, my uh, bikini fell down and mum thought it'd be a pretty cool photo to post. Post it on Facebook. And, um, yeah. <laughs> No, without so you didn't know your mum was going to post this. No, I said to her, "Don't post one with me, with me, you know, naked." She goes, "No, I won't, I won't." And then obviously she goes, "Rock Okay, in that instance, no, that's not You're okay. Like, mum, <laughs> they should stay off social media. Jono, Ben and Sharon, the Edge. This weekend, the Foo Fighters—they're in town, right? Get your goats out. Chuck a doobie in your mouth and slam back a can of Cody's. That's what I say. The goats are like the uh, the rock sign with your hands, right? Mm. 
What is it because it looks like a goat? Is that what it is? Well, a goat's got horns. Yeah, I don't know the history of the goats. <laughs> the rich history of the goats being... <laughs> All right, I'm just, I just want to know if I'm getting my goats out. I've never been able to do a good goats. No, I always put the thumb out, which I noticed <laughs> it recently, only because of the emoji. The thumb's not part of it. Yeah, no, well, you've got you've sort of combined a hang loose with the goats. Maybe I'm onto something. You're a bogan surfer. You're out there on your surfboard in your tight black jeans, mate. Yeah. Blah! But shuck it too, bruh. So with the world's biggest rock band in town, we want to play a little game. Uh, this is a game of, of how far will a complete stranger go for you? Yeah. Let's go through to a hotel in small town New Zealand. Good afternoon, Judy speaking. Judy, hi, it's Hunter, Tom- Hunter Thompson calling from the paper here. How are you? Oh, good, thank you. Judy, just uh, a bit of a, oh, so I've got a bit of a strange request. I've been running around all day. Um, the band, huh? the band Foo Fighters. Oh yes, big world's biggest rock band. Yep, they're on tomorrow night up in Auckland. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. My boss, my boss has got me running around trying to find out where they are, what they're doing, etc. Oh. I've spent all day since seven this morning trying what, to find. Look where they are during the daytime. Yeah, so I was listening. Oh. I'm, I'm phoning up you for a huge favour. Sorry, it's not here. No, I know, I know that, but I'm phoning <laughs> for a huge favour, Judy. Oh, it all depends. What is it? Okay, so my senior reporter will call you. Won't have to use your name. Uh, and I'll just say that they're staying at your hotel, your motel. Uh, what is that going to do to us? My boss will just phone you and say. Oh, I've heard the Foo Fighters are staying there. You say, yes, they are. He'll say, are they having a good time? You say, yes, they are. Oh, but I'm, I'm telling a fib. But it's for the greater good, Judy. Oh, really? It's you're saving a young, poor reporter's job. <laughs> well, I have no idea where they are. Are you sure they're down here? They might be up yeah, in Auckland. Yeah, the rumour is they're down there. You just have to pretend. You just, it's like any other guests. Any other guests staying at your hotel, and if someone phoned and said, hey, well, okay, here's an example. Right. Okay. Now, I'll act this out. Ring, 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 ring. Good afternoon. Be- I always say who I am. You, you, know, you, you know, you just don't, you just say hello, okay? Oh. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. Hi, is that the motel? Uh, yes, it is. Hi, it's the reporter from the paper. Hi. How are you going? Good, thank you. Wonderful day outside, isn't it? It's windy, but it is wonderful. It yeah. is. Now, I've heard Dave Grohl staying there. Uh, yes, he is. Is he having a good time? I hope so. Is he enjoying your rooms? Well, he said he is. Why, thank you. Thanks for the call. That's all you'll have to do. Oh. Okay, it's as easy as that. Right. Please do this for me, Judy. Okay. Bye. Hang up on him. She's definitely not going to do it. You don't reckon? She's not Judy. <laughs> she sounds so lovely. She sounds confused and she sounds way too honest to do That's this. It's a confusing call to make. Will she lie for me? Find out next when Ben calls her back as the reporter from the paper. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Ben's going to phone back as the reporter. Will Judy lie to him and say the Foo Fighters are staying in her motel? Good afternoon, Judy speaking. Oh, hi there. It's uh, Thomas calling, the uh, head reporter at the Herald newspaper. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Oh, uh, I understand the uh, Foo Fighters are staying at your establishment. Uh, correct. And uh, are they having a nice time there? I hope so, yes. Uh, how many of them staying? Three. Oh, three, okay. Uh, not, not the whole band? No. Uh, so they've been enjoying their time there? 
apparently, yes. Uh, what have they been like? Have they said anything to you guys or any of the other no, patrons? No, they've kept away from me. I haven't been here most of the time. And uh, what are the rooms like they're staying in? Lovely. Oh, lovely, lovely. What sort of rooms do you have on offer at your hotel? Well, not much at the moment because of the sevens are in the town. Oh, yes, and the Food Fighters as well. Very busy time for you, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, smoking or non-smoking? Because I hear some of the non. bands smoke. Non, non-smoking. Non. So how are you coping with that if they won't be able to smoke in the establishment? No, they smoke outside the door. Oh, okay. That's the door a, closed. That makes sense. And, and the drinking, well, of course, yeah, are you worried but with them being rock stars? Better not be because <laughs> um, I don't tolerate parties. Oh, no parties. Okay. No parties. Even if they're the Foo Fighters, no parties at it your makes, establishment. It makes no difference. Doesn't matter who it is. No parties. Okay, no, fair fine. enough. Anything you want to say to them? Um, to pass on. Mm. Uh, just just enjoy yourself and have a good time. Okay. And as long as it's qu- they're quiet and, you know... And no uh, partying. No partying. <laughs> no partying and, no and smoking outside. <laughs> yes. Judy, 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 you're Judy. a legend. Judy, it's Jono and Ben calling from the Edge radio station. Oh, of course it is. Judy, Judy, Judy you're a legend. You're I amazing. Of course it is. Oh, we were seeing if, if a fellow New Zealander would help out uh, someone in need, and you are, you're amazing, Judy. <laughs> you came to re- to some poor reporter's rescue, Judy. Yes, I know. You didn't really want to, because I understand the predicament you're in. You're like, I don't want to lie for this. The no, ability. I... No, that's correct. Yeah, no, you're very... Yeah, Judy, a hero. You're a hero. You are oh, a New thank Z- you. We'd like to find something for you to say thanks for, uh, for playing along and being such a good sport. Okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Judy. You're awesome. Oh, I'm going to nominate Judy for the New Zealand Order of Merit. <laughs> New Zealander of the Year, yeah, I think. Yeah. John Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Seven Days, back on three tonight. And uh, joining us in the studio, one of the stars of Seven Days, Paul Ego. How's it oh, going? Oh, great, guys. Feeling so refreshed. Been a great summer of, of wind and rain and sun and then more <laughs> wind and rain and sunburn and... Drowning and oh, it's been the full gamut of. It's a roller coaster, isn't it? It is a New Zealand summer. It is. Here you go, guys. Here's a little bit of everything. Deal it out. But are you a beach guy, Paul? You a beach guy? Very much a beach guy. Yeah, very much a beach guy. I um, I'm very much the baggy rash shirt beach guy though. Are you I, a, oh, you're a rash shirt. Well, at the beach. I haven't got the skin out for some time because it's quite loose. And, uh, and the rash vest of the skin. Well, both, to be honest. In fact, I've got my own rash vest built in. It's a, it's a skin coloured one. People go, "Is that your skin?" No, no, no. It's just yeah. I've just, oh, I've just written "rip curl" on my nipple. <laughs> I was thinking a muscle a muscle shirt as a rash shirt. You know, with like painted on like. Love it. Don't even have to go to the gym all year. All you do is put on a rash vest or rash shirt, and it's got muscles on it. Painted on, it just looked like a flabby toast rack. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So seven days back tonight at year number uh, three hundred seventy four. I think for oh, you guys, no, isn't good it? Good lord. What a what a slog, Jono. Oh. You guys are propping up media work, so keep going. Let us go, New Zealand. Stop liking our show. Oh, no, Jeez, it's wonderful. It's a, wonderful. Rich, a rich source of comedy, though. I mean, you've got pregnant prime ministers. It's been brilliant. Every yeah. time we take a big break, it's, you know, all the news comes flooding back in again. And, um, yeah, I'm not sure if Jacinda's aware she's pregnant, but we'll certainly break that to her if she's on the show. <laughs> and I have, heard, I have heard inklings that we may have the first man on the show. Jacinda's oh maybe maybe I think we're trying to get him has there been anyone that you've offended with anything you've said and they've bailed you up oh I guess on the show you mean um yeah oh I can't remember off the top of my head but yeah I I seem to I said something to one of the MPs once and it just it came out far worse than it actually was and Mm. I just felt dreadful because I could tell that they were really uncomfortable and, um, but she went on to be Prime Minister, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> she I think she moved on. <laughs> uh, now, you and Jeremy Corbett have worked together for many years now, right? We have, yeah. Tell us one thing about Jeremy Corbett that we wouldn't know, Paul. Oh, he's, or you might already know this, he's a very good swimmer. Like, he is the opposite of me. Like oh, he's, really? Yeah, he's he's done the um the harbour crossing, I think, a couple of times. Oh, really? You know, where you go from one side yeah. of Auckland to the other and do that. And that's a, that's a big feat. And I remember being away with him once, and uh, we're going out on a fishing boat, and he said he was running late, so he went, oh, just take the boat out past the bar, and I'll just swim out and meet you oh, from that the is, beach. Wow. That- so he swam out. It would have been... I, don't, I mean, I could never do it, but it would have been probably a 20-minute swim, like straight out from the beach yeah. to this boat and then got on. That's and he wasn't particularly out of breath. I was like, what an ass. Yeah. <laughs> so I drowned him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then while we're playing this, Ty Henwood, one thing about Ty Henwood we wouldn't know. Oh, you might know that he loves tea. Like, he's mad on tea. He's mad on tea. I in the same way that I, Oh, incredible. Like, in the same way that I love red wine and love beer, Di is mad on tea and knows everything about tea. Really? And probably knows every tea place, what do they call them? Not a vineyard, a tinyard. What do they call it when they grow the tea? A tea estate. He probably knows every... A tinyard's a different place. That's a very flash tinny house. Yeah, yeah. Look at my tinyard. Look at my master's tinyard. Look at all the shoes on the vines. Um, so, yeah, he probably knows every tea estate in New Zealand and has probably visited most of them. I like did he's not quite, know that. He's literally like the um, the Dilmar guy. Really? He's like a shorter white Dilmar guy. <laughs> it's so non-rock and roll, eh? Guy's <laughs> also, also got shears and apples too, doesn't he? He's oh, obsessed yes, he, with Apple products. He's a big Apple man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, did Family Feud with you, Paul Ego, and uh, you yes. told uh, a story about going to the dentist. Oh, yes. Which sounded horrific. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a um, I had a root canal done probably last year, I suppose, mm. and during the process when they, if you've ever had a root canal done, they put like a, um, a rubber kind of matting over your mouth so that nothing falls into your mouth, which is great, right? Mm. And they use all these little files to kind of hollow out your tooth, right, because it's going quite deep. And at some point during the root canal, one of the files fell inside the thing and I swallowed it. <laughs> so like, I swallowed this dental file, which is about the same size as, say, a paperclip. Yeah, right. It looks like a little mini pirate's cutlass. So it's metal, it's sharp, it's bendy, but it's sharp. So yeah. I, it fell into my mouth and I kind of went... <laughs> and because my mum had always raised me to eat everything that's put in front of you, I swallowed it instantly, <laughs> even though I didn't like it. It tasted like Brussels sprouts, I persevered. I swallowed it and then I heard the dentist go, uh-oh. And that's never a good sound to hear at the dentist. And so I, um, yeah, it was off to the hospital for the rest of the day and uh, x-rays and all that sort of thing to try and find where it had gone because we were hoping it hadn't gone into my lung, it had gone into my stomach, thankfully. So then it was just really waiting for it to reappear. Oh, and, and so you stayed in hospital until it reappeared? No, I went home again and they just went, well, just, you know, tomorrow morning uh, during your first movement, if yes. you like. And I'm a fairly regular guy, I so I knew that was going to happen. Cheese. Yep, but lots of blue cheese. <laughs> so I had another kilo of blue cheese, three more Red Bulls. Um, yeah, li- literally it was that very soul-destroying thing of holding a bowl under yourself oh. and then having to fossick through your own feces. So that's a lovely way to start the day, I find. <laughs> I did that with a marble, and that's what I had to do as well. Good Lord, did you yeah. win the game? <laughs> On the marbles of the I end. got the jack. <laughs> you can keep that one, it's fine, I don't want that. Uh, we're very excited about seven days. Yeah, uh, me too, man. Another big season, another big year. Yeah, it should be fantastic. And uh, we've got Ursula back on this week, the first show of the year. So um, she's so busy with her own fantastic comedy career, she doesn't get to come on the show very often. So fans of Ursula will be happy that she's on. Rose Matafeo's on, I think. So, Oh, awesome. Yeah, me, Di and Jeremy, who contractually we have to be on the show. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right, Paul, uh, Paul Ego, uh, we want to play a bit of a game with you. Great. Uh, you're married to a, a lovely lady called Janine. Yes, that uh, is still her name. She is lovely. We are, we're going to play a game called This 
is your wife. <laughs> We've got three ladies on the phone. Okay. And uh, and one of them is your wife. Are you serious? You have to try and figure out which one. He's been working hard behind the scenes to try and make this happen. Yeah. Now, have you, have you pulled it off, Jono? <laughs> Producer Dan's oh. giving me a big smile. Okay, wife A, take it away. Hi. Okay, hello. <laughs> wife B, take it away. Paul Ego, this is your wife, wife B. Hello. Wife C, take it away. Hello. Wife A, B or C? There's none of them. <laughs> Damn, he's good! Oh, oh thank God for that. Oh, God. I was really worried about that, guys. Oh, Jesus. But we, we have got your mistress online for oh, oh, my God. Oh, this I'll get. I'll definitely get. We couldn't actually get your wife. Oh, Christ. You're like, I'm really sweating. I'm going, oh, I don't know. We've been together so long, I should at least recognise her saying hello. Although she doesn't tend to greet me much anymore, so it was quite a hard word to start with. Oh, Paul Ego, what a great guy. You got to Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge.